Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Christies, and you will already recognize that handsome son of a gun to my right-hand side is the one and only Mr. Mike Nunn, regular on the podcast. We have come together today for another special episode. Today's one, a little bit different, because this time of year, obviously, we are in fully-fledged mania season. Everybody is reviewing old pay-per-views, probably been a ton of Turn and turn a ton of WrestleMania 17 reviews in the last couple of weeks. WrestleMania 18 as well, with it being the 20-year anniversary. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different, more of an opinion-based episode. We are going to run down a few of our favourites. We're going to talk about our favourite WrestleMania pay-per-view overall, our favourite WrestleMania theme songs, favourite WrestleMania celebrity appearances, moments, matches, stuff like that. A bit of a, a WrestleMania super show, I guess you would call it. So please welcome, as I said, a regular on the podcast. You know him as well as I do, Mr. Mike Nunn. Mike, thank you very much for giving me your time once again. Lovely. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm looking forward to, to doing this. Obviously, it's WrestleMania season, so mm-hmm. we all love it. Yeah, man. And like I said, nice to do something a little bit different rather than just picking yeah. a not, not not to shit on anybody else's podcast, but I get a bit bored sometimes doing retro reviews because they can just go on and on and on. So that's why we thought we do this in a couple of like smaller bite-sized sections. Yeah. So um let's talk about WrestleMania a little bit first. What was do you remember yeah. what your first WrestleMania was? I think off the best of my memory, like I'm 32. So it's hard to remember that far back. I don't remember last year. Like, um, I'm pretty sure my first one was 17, and that's why that's why it resonates with me so much. And it's yeah, like the one that I'll talk about the most. What was yours? Do you know? Yeah, it's hard to remember that far back. I'm only I'm 30, so but my my older brothers all watched wrestling, so I got into it very young. Mm. All that's difficult to remember. Um. The one, my first memory of wrestling, full stop, was WrestleMania 12. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, Iron Man, was the first match I ever remember seeing. I was very young, so uh, what even what year was that? Um, 
seventeen was two thousand. No, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah seventeen? So I think I may have been. I may. Have, I may have been at six or five or six at the time. Also, much younger than me then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember much. Like, I don't remember much of the actual pay per view. I remember the match. Brett, Sean, Iron Man. Uh, Brett was always my brother's favourite growing up, so he was outraged that he lost. So mm. that's my first actual memory being WrestleMania. Yeah, I remember what I, I really got into it watching like highlights on Channel 4 or 5, whatever it was, before school, but that would have been at secondary school. So I think I would have been yeah. very early teens, maybe like 11, 12, 13 sort of age when I was properly getting into it. I knew about it, but unlike yeah. you, I, I, I have no siblings. Um and nobody at school was really into... Well, nobody ever talked about wrestling because... They didn't, no, they didn't. Pokemon. Pokemon was was the only craze happening at that time. So I, I don't think I even discovered wrestling at that point. Um, yeah, I probably not even heard of WWF or anything. So Yeah, no, awesome. Love, uh, love hearing little stories about how everybody got into wrestling. Um, let's, let's crack on then. Like I say, we're going to do this in a few different sections. Um, we're going to start off with... Uh, by discussing our favourite ever WrestleMania just as a whole. The favourite pay-per-view, it could be because of the card, it could be because of things that happened at that pay-per-view, whatever whatever your reasons might be. I am going to start off by going... <clears throat> I'm going to go pretty obvious. Um, I've already mentioned it. Loads of people will be talking about it at this time of year. It always, I think pretty much always, comes at number one on any list of greatest WrestleManias ever. And there's many good reasons for that. It's WrestleMania 7. I'm not going to bore everybody to death because, like I said, it has been talked about to death. Like, what more can I possibly say about it? You know, I'm going to keep it fairly short and sweet. Fantastic card. There's a a couple of of doff matches in there, like China versus Ivory and, you know... Just, just really random stuff. The the threat hardcore match was a lot of fun, but still wasn't great. There was the uh now what was it? The APA, not the APA. Sorry, right to censor versus fuck. I can't even remember who they were against now. Head, but it was bad. Uh, yeah, we had some great matches on Triple H Undertaker, oh, yeah. uh, Angle Benoit. There was obviously the main event between Rock and Austin. Um, yeah. He had a great match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Jericho versus Regal as well. It was it was pretty a pretty solid card from top to bottom. All the top stars were there um, in matches, uh, and it was just it was just a lot of fun. You had one of the most important matches of all time, TLC two, which yep. for many many years was my favorite match of all time, and in my opinion, the greatest match of all time, and one of the most important matches as well. Back when the tag division basically meant something and probably the last time that it truly meant something. Um, WrestleMania 17 also signaled the end of the Attitude Era as well for a lot of people. Pretty yeah. much pretty much like the official ending for it because then, you know, you were Vince and Shane, their rivalry, the whole buyout of WCW, you know, um, monopolising the whole business as Vince did and then moving into the ruthless aggression era so it really was the end of not just any old era but the era that most people say was the the greatest in in wwf wwe history um and what more can i say the ending of the main event rock versus austin as well not to spoil it if you somehow haven't seen it one of the greatest heel turns and swerves of all time it didn't 
it didn't lead to where a lot of people wanted it to go, and Austin was too loved to ever be that proper like next level top heel. Yeah. Um, but nobody saw it coming. It was a really dramatic ending. Um, yeah, like I said, man, not not much more I can say. What are your thoughts on Mania Seventeen, Mike? I imagine you've not got much you can add. Not really. Um, like you say, it's. it's... You ask 10 wrestling fans, probably seven or eight of them are going to say that's their favourite WrestleMania. It's it's iconic. The ending alone, you know, Austin's heel turn, like you said. Um, it also allowed Rock to break away as the top baby face. I suppose he needed that that room because obviously he was number two for, for, to Austin. He was going to carry on being number two. Yeah. As long as Austin was that over as a baby face. So that helped the Rock, I think, as well, that moment. So it's, yeah. A lot of so many people have spoken about 17 and they will continue to do so. It's going to be tough to ever top that as the most legendary WrestleMania of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah, there have been a lot of very, very good WrestleManias, obviously, but yeah. almost, almost impossible to find like a perfect card. I don't think there's ever yeah. been from top to bottom like a, a, a perfect, perfect sequence of matches. There's always at least one or two duds, isn't there? Like, yeah. Another one I just forgot about, the um, gimmick Battle Royal. It was just a bit of fun, and it broke up the show quite nicely, but it, it wasn't a classic by any means. That's what nah. I'm always... There's always something that stops a WrestleMania from being a 10 out of 10. Um, I Honestly, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't give Mania 17 10 out of 10. I'd probably go 8.5 or 9, maybe yeah. 9.5, because those big matches that were in there, like um, the McMahon's match, um, like the main event, like TLC2, the strength of those uh, and Angle Benoit, the strength of those matches elevated the rest of the cards, so there we go. Mania yeah. 17, my favourite wrestling of all time, which would be no surprise to anybody who listens to this show. Uh, Mike, what's your favourite card, your favourite event of all time? Okay, so I've obviously I had to think of this over. I didn't want to say 17 as well. Um, I've gone for WrestleMania 21. So WrestleMania 21 was a very, was looking it over. So obviously it was a while ago now. Looking over what happened at Mania 21, it was a huge night. Very important for WWE. A lot of things happened. So I've made some notes. So obviously right off the bat, the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match took place at WrestleMania 21. Um, going back to what you said about being one of the most important matches with TLC2. This one is as well. It's still going on annually. It's got its own pay-per-view now. Probably the only one that has its own pay-per-view that deserves to have its own pay-per-view as well because Agreed. the Money in the Bank match makes stars. I mean, this Money in the Bank match, we had Edge versus Chris Jericho, Shelton Benjamin, Kane, um, Benoit, and Christian. Great match. I remember a lot of Shelton Benjamin's stuff that he did. He was a human highlight reel. Um, this match also, the main thing that it did was help Edge become a top star. Mm-hmm. He was never a main event guy. He won this match, and ever since he won that match, he, he, he didn't look back. He went on to become world champion, become one of the most decorated world champions ever. So that alone, historic night. We had John Cena win the WWE title from JBL and Batista win the world title from Triple H in the main event. So two of the 
you know, the main guys, the, the top star of the, the Ruth Aggression era, John Cena, Batista as well. They they took their first steps to becoming main event stars on that night. Yeah, um, you know, good storylines going in. John Cena, JBL. JBL was a great heel WWE champion. Um, Cena, the young baby face to overcome him. So that was good for him. And then we all remember Batista and Triple H. Batista breaking away from Evolution, becoming world champion, destroying Triple H in the main event. Yeah, so that was three stars, three top stars that were made on that night. Then you had Orton versus The Undertaker. Um, a young Randy Orton. Of course, he didn't get the win, but again, it would set him up for his future Hall of Fame legendary career in the WWE. You had an absolute classic with Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Um, it went 27 minutes of just, just it was just incredible match. Um, and the ending, which surprised a lot of people with HBK tapping out to the ankle lock. Not a lot of people thought they would see that coming, but they did. He put Angle over huge. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it was quite a sad thing to go over because it was one of the matches was Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, um, in which would be Eddie's last WrestleMania match before he passed away later on that year. Um, but what a, what a last match for him. His best friend, WrestleMania, he put Ray over that night. But yeah, just another great match from that card. There were a few, you know, duds here and there. Christy Hemi versus Trish Stratus wasn't, you know, Christy Hemi wasn't much of a wrestler. Um, we were still never a few other things. So we had um, Aki Bono and the Big Show. That whole that whole thing that I like to forget <laughs> even happened. I've forgotten about it. Yeah, so, so did I before this. Um, we also had a 30-man battle royal to kick off the show, which sort of like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> which Booker T ended up winning. Um, so that was okay. It's always a bit of fun. Yeah, so I think for that reason, I think I went for 21. It was a really good card. John Cena, you know, for the next 10 plus years, would become my favourite. Still is now. And he'd become a, a top star that night. It created Batista, moved him to the next level, moved Orton up, put Edge in the main event spotlight. Yeah. For that reason, I went for 21. Yeah, man, very worthy. Um, it's, it's, it's exactly like I said. Like, <clears throat> yeah, there were duds. WrestleMania, yeah. uh, I don't know. Let's let's just pick a random WrestleMania. I can't even think of what the card was. WrestleMania nine is regularly talked about as being the worst WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. But if you really, really loved one match on that card, to somebody, whoever that person is, that could be their favorite WrestleMania. That's the same for me. I could have hated all of 17, but because of the strength of TLC2 and what I was into at the time and the fact that the Hardy Boys were my favourites, Jeff Hardy my favourite, yep. that it was the destruction and something different as a kid, I'd never seen anything like it before. That memory and resonating with that one match, that could make it my my favourite WrestleMania of all time. You know, um, uh, was it 20, 26 and 27 with Undertaker versus <clears throat> Undertaker versus HBK? Yeah, 27-28, I think. 27-28, I can't remember. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they were great matches, but I don't, because of how good they were, I don't remember the rest of the card. Yeah. No? So, it just is, it's super subjective, like, everything is in wrestling. 
But anyway, let's move on to our next segment. And our next section is going to be favorite WrestleMania song. Bit of a <clears throat> bit of a weird one, bit of a different one. This doesn't ever really get talked about. It's going to be a nice quick no. one. We wanted to throw oh, yeah. different things. Um, mine is going to be from, from the year after your favorite pay per view. It's going to be Shine Down, I Dare You from Mania 22. Um, song that introduced me to one of my now favorite bands. It was actually, <clears throat> I can't remember what the main song was, but it wasn't Shine Down. Like, you, you uh, got your, like, your main, you know what I mean? The main theme for the show. But then Shine Down, I Dare You was played throughout the show on a couple of different bits. Um, as I say, introduced me to one of my now favourite bands. For some reason, the song makes me feel emotional. I don't know what it is. It might be because I associate it so closely with happy memories of watching wrestling, because around this time of wrestling, from, as I said, I got into it at 17. For those next five, six, seven or so years, I was like the most I've ever been into wrestling, apart from now, because um, not long after that, I took a massive break from watching. I think I went about again another maybe five or six years without watching. Um, got back into it when I was about 22, I think, 23. Um, so, yeah, it's the last, like, proper good memories that I have of watching wrestling. Sounds silly. I know, it sounds a bit soppy and a bit emotional, but I think that might be why. Um, and it's just Fair a fucking song, man. Um, yeah, that's my that's my kind of music. Um, rock, metal, new metal, whatever, but that's got a bit of a melody to it. Um, yeah. And, and that's shine down. Yeah. When 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 I think of when I think of songs that you associate with wrestling, I think of Papa Roach again, one of my favorite bands. Um, and then I, I instantly go to Shine Down Identity. So there we go. It had to be my favorite. What would yours be? We're going to go back to WrestleMania 17 again. Um, Limp Biscuit, My Way. Of course. Amazing. Um, what a what a theme to get you invested to get you up for that that pay per view. Reminds me of Rock Austin. So I think a lot of that Maya was geared towards the, that match. Yeah, great song. Just got the blood pumping. Got you fully into into the show. So gonna go for my way. Yeah, nice easy one. Nice quick one there. Yeah. Um, I, I I really I strongly agree with yours as well because it was very nearly my pick, but I had a feeling that you were gonna go for it. Um, so yeah. I wanted something a bit different. Um, like you say, like the best, the best WrestleMania songs are the ones that get you like pumped up and excited for it. Um, yeah, I forget what year it was, but we had Peter Gabriel, um, big time, I think. Yeah, big time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't remember what year that was, but I thought, Jesus, what an odd voice. For yeah, even, like even one that normally I wouldn't pick was, um, what I was thinking about it was Flow Rider. Um, for Rock and Cena when he sung Rock out, um, obviously at 28. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, what was it? Which one was it again? Ah, uh, um, was it Green Light? Green Light. Oh, was, um, was on, I was looking this up earlier. I can't remember. I didn't think I knew that many Flowrider songs. That's embarrassing. Um, didn't think I'd be singing on this episode either. Um, <laughs> I didn't think there'd be two Flow Rider songs, so thanks for that, Mike. No, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, that's got me really into that match. But yeah, my it the best songs get you really invested in the show with, and um, connect to you mostly, like you said, as well with Shine Down. I, so. actually, I really, really nearly went for the weekend, um, Blinding Lights. Wow, I really enjoyed yeah. 
I thought at first it was a bit of a weird choice because I knew of him before that, wasn't familiar with the song, but then I heard it. The first couple of times I was a bit like, Neh. but the you know after hearing it a few times, I really really enjoyed that one. There, obviously they've they've moved <clears throat> very very strongly away from metal and rock and and all that kind of side of things, but um, they, they 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 still do occasionally pick pretty decent songs that aren't from those genres. You know, it always made me ah oh, made me so angry when they like that was the main thing that I hated about the NXT change to two like I'm really yeah. now, really enjoying it. But the first thing that put me off was moving away from from the metal. Like I loved Rage, and then I loved Slipknot, and then they went to yeah. Whale, War, War, Wally. Wale, yeah, they've gone for a more hip hop feel, haven't they? Now with two point oh, it's more appealing to the demographic. I get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, right, awesome. Let's move on to the next category. And I'm going to let you leave with this one, buddy. We're going to go for. Um, our favourite celebrity moment or celebrity appearance, involvement, however you want to word it. Yeah, um, Bad Bunny. You know, when he first came into the WWE, I had no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were saying he's Bad Bunny. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. He was, but not in the UK. No one, no one really knew who he was. He was a big star in, in Latin America, mostly in, in the USA as well. See, when he first came in, he was doing the the Booker T song. I didn't expect him to have a full-on run with the company. We did. It was pretty much on Raw every week. He won the 24-7 title. He gave a lot of shine to Damien Priest, which is, is one of the main reasons why I've picked him, because Damien Priest has gone on to have a good run. He's, he's near the top of the card. The main reason why I picked him was because I was shocked at how good he was in the ring. Um the match that he and Priest had with Miz and Morrison, fantastic. And how much he cared about what he did. He really seemed to... He actually... I think he was, he's genuinely a fan. Yeah. It, that's what, the way it looked to me. He looked like he, he he wasn't just coming in for a bit of money, a bit of exposure. He was coming in because some sort of dream that he held, maybe. Yeah. So, he blew me away. I'd happily welcome yeah. him back for, you know, another run. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's very little I can add to that because, um, yeah, Bad Bunny was my choice as well. Um, there's been loads of great celebrity involvements over the years. Obviously, like yeah. we, said, we spoke about this a little bit before because we wanted to sort of like um, <clears throat> really understand what we meant by celebrity involvement. Obviously, you've had you've had your Mike Tyson's, you had your Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. There's been loads of. I guess the best way to describe them would be more like household names than Bad Bunny is. Oh yeah. But Bad Bunny was like the most streamed artist in the world that year. Billions and billions of downloads on Spotify and stuff. Um, and like you said, like it was his, it was the the level of involvement and dedication, and passion to it that, that yeah. made him. Because all of those guys were great, but they were just like one time spectacles. We we didn't see. Obviously, we saw a bit of Tyson in the run up, but we didn't see anywhere yeah. close to as much involvement as we saw from Bad Bunny. Bear in mind that Booker T song was at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then and then we were seeing him still at WrestleMania, you know, and then um post WrestleMania, there was even a do you remember that little video clip that they did of him like With going on going off in a truck, yeah. Triple H was in it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, they've never done that for a celebrity before. So that's no. cool. um he moved to Florida 
Um, he, he moved like local to the PC and put in loads of effort. Like you said, one of my favorite things as well was the shine that it gave to Damian Priest because I was a yeah. huge fan yeah. of his in NXT. wasn't sure how he was going to transition to the uh, to main roster. Um, again, like you said, he helped to get a bit, a few more eyes on WWE, which I don't think have stayed watching WWE, but hey, it, it helped at the time. The Saturday Night Live stuff was pretty cool, pretty cool going and performing there with the Yes, it was, yeah, with the top, yeah. Um, like you say, more than anything, it was just the surprise of it all, because I, I didn't expect a run. When we kept seeing him appearing, I didn't expect that those appearances to transition into wrestling, and he was one of the highlights of the night for me. Highlights of the weekend. Yeah, he was. A very weird WrestleMania with the two nights and yeah. capacity and the fucking thunderstorm <laughs> that started it off. Um, but yeah, no, that match was great. Um, they had the the, the most... Uh, what was the best way to word it? They, they just had the perfect opponents in Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Dependable. They helped to make him look like a star. Miz obviously isn't the best wrestler in the world, but as a character, he really helped to elevate that feud. And he, he yeah. about it. got me invested in it. Um, he knows what he's doing as well in the ring. He's not the, the best wrestler, but he knows what yeah. he's doing. He's solid. He's a veteran. So but then Morrison is the opposite of that, isn't he? He's the worker. He's yeah, wrestling exactly. most of the match. Um, I think we all went into that thinking, oh, Priest will wrestle most of the match. Bunny will do a couple of cool spots and they'll both, then they'll get the win. But no, completely the opposite. Yeah. Bunny wrestled... Almost all of that match itself. It was fantastic. Um, really put the effort in. As a performer, he already had the confidence and the swagger. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Priest Priest was the ideal ally as well, the ideal person to oh, put yeah. in there with. So yeah, there we go. Awesome. Brilliant. I'm glad we agreed on that. Um, and that was a pretty obvious one for me. And I think you probably yeah, yeah. have talked up what Bad Bunny Ever since, I thought it was awesome, man. Yeah, so, um, let's move on to our next one. Another little short one. I'm going to leave with this one first because you already mentioned it. Um, yeah. Go for favourite video package. Obviously, when WWE talk, when people talk about WWE being the best at producing video packages, not only are they correct, 100% correct, they're always incredible. They do such a good job of catching you up if you've not been watching or even if you're a brand new viewer just watching WrestleMania for the first time yeah. as a casual like I, I wouldn't think oh shit I need to go back on what's happened in the last month because these video packages are so good they they literally bring you up to speed on everything um, and mine is going to be Rock versus Austin from WrestleMania 17 um, as you, you mentioned uh, Limp Biscuit, My Way um, fantastic song my mind instantly jumps to this one but I think even if you're not just getting WrestleMania packages just video packages. This is the one that I jumped straight away. Um, My Way was obviously already the track for the event, but it was also used yep. on the video package, which helped to get the blood pumping a bit more and get you even more invested into what was already a great feud between two of the greatest rivals that there have ever been. Um, it was a bitter, bitter rivalry. The video itself, as always, like I said, it told the story beautifully. It got you up to speed. Um, if you'd somehow missed any of it, it showed you how much both men truly respected each other, but desperately needed to win that match, like for their own pride, almost like for their own mental state, because they were like, Yeah, uh, was it um, Austin? Austin said, like, I have to beat you, Rock. That was it, wasn't it? Like, that, that, like, almost desperation 
in his voice, like, I have to beat you, I will beat you. Um, great feud, great rivals, two of the greatest to ever do it. Um, two of the three men most um, synonymous with that entire era, obviously with Vince McMahon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much more I can say about it than that. It was just a wonderful, wonderful video package. Um, it was. Yeah, yeah, awesome. What would I assume you agree on that one before you tell me what yours was? Yeah, yeah, it was a great video package. You know, my way was my pick for theme. Great theme, obviously. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Austin Rock, two of the greatest of all time, two of the most over wrestlers of all time. And that video package really helped to get you excited for the main event. So, yeah, great choice there. Yeah, man. What would you all do then? So, I'm going for Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, WrestleMania 30. Um, it was a video package that was uh, had Monster by Imagine Dragons in, um, which was the perfect song for that video package. So, can I it just, was, uh, yep. sorry, as soon as you said what your answer was, I got chills, like, thinking about it and, like, remembering yeah. the package. Sorry. I, I was watching it again um, just before we came on. It was just perfect for that match because you had the beginning with Daniel Bryan showing the rise of Daniel Bryan from where he won Superstar of the Year, from where he was in the ring, where they were doing all, and, and Cena, the unification, and the, the crowd were just like, nope, Daniel, we want Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Charting for Daniel Bryan while he's in the background, um, with Mon- and you know, and halfway through the video package, it switched. You had Triple H's section with him saying, you know, you're a B plus player, showing him screwing him, Randy and cashing in at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Just perfectly showed what the match was. It was this guy who everyone wants to be the champion versus this guy, the authority, Triple H, who's blocking him, who's stopping what the what the fans want, obviously. It was kayfabe, but everyone felt it at the time, and the video package was just perfect for what the story they wanted to tell. So that's why I went for that. Yeah, man. Again, hard to argue. Like if I was to pick yeah. a top two or top three for all of these different sections that we've done, I think 
each other's picks would probably feature in the other person's yeah. top two or three because they're all really, really Definitely. strong answers. Um, yeah, man, I was super invested in the whole um, <clears throat> Yesel mania sort of uh, period. This was around about the time where I got back into it. Like I said, I was yeah. around until like WrestleMania 22, 23, took about five, six or so years away. I really strongly remember coming back and it being <clears throat> the, the Yes movement stuff. Um but even if I hadn't have come back just in time, if I'd have just gone straight to that WrestleMania, that is such a good video It told the whole story, everything from where he was screwed at SummerSlam, where the fans were getting behind him, even when he got Superstar of the Year, Sean announced it. And everything you wanted to know, everything you needed to know, it was right there in that four, five-minute video package. That's why the you, you mentioned SummerSlam there. Like <clears throat> SummerSlam is a full eight months before WrestleMania. Yeah, they managed to tell that whole timeline, the whole saga within, like you said, like four or five minutes. It's just give, not to make this a tribalism thing, but give AEW another 50 years and I still don't think they'll be making video packages as good as WWE. No, it's not their thing. You know, they're they're an entertainment company. They've got professionals doing that. Yeah, it's the attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like, just saying how, how it went back as far as, as August because it was pivotal to yep. just, they could have just done the month before, couldn't they? But they've gone back into the archives a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Right then, let's move on to our favorite WrestleMania moment. Um, so I mean this could be this could be a finish in a match, it could be an appearance, it could be anything. Mine is the culmination of something very similar to what your video package was. Um, I could not possibly go for anything other than Kofi Mania. Um, just, just quite simply for me, the the best build to a mania moment in history. I know people are going to yeah. like, what about this? What about that? For me, um, in my ear, and like I've gone back and watched shitloads of wrestling. I've watched loads of wrestling that happened 10, 20 years before me. But I, for whatever reason, just connected really strongly with with this one. And yes. It was pretty much a carbon copy of what happened with Daniel Bryan. It was the whole B-plus player thing, your authority and Vince McMahon getting involved, yeah. battling against the odds. You're, you're not good enough to carry the title, carry the, the company forward or be the face of the company. <clears throat> Daniel Bryan was great, but Daniel Bryan always felt like, like he could be champion. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. never... Yeah. I don't know what it is about Brian. I think it maybe maybe it was the fact that he was such a good wrestler and he had opportunities and he was in high profile feuds. Whereas Kofi, obviously, ever since the stupid, stupid, stupid thing with Randy Orton, was pretty much buried for the next the next good good years, wasn't he? Of his yeah. um, a good few years, apart from tag title runs. Daniel Bryan never had that. Obviously, he had Team Hell No and stuff like that, but he was never placed into those positions because of his height or his look or anything. Um, so that's why it just, just felt a little bit different. Kofi is always one of my favourite wrestlers in WWE ever since breaking through in WWE ECW um, and was instantly a fan favourite. Um, and the New Day. Anybody who's watched this podcast all the way back to when it first started, like 15 months ago, however long it's been now, yeah, know how much I love the New Day. For me, they are the best faction of all time. I know that's another controversial thingy. Um, the fact that Daniel Bryan 
was a part of Kofi Mania as well elevated it for me. The fact that he had been through all the same stuff that Kofi was doing, the fact that they were saying B-plus player to Kofi, while Daniel Bryan, the former B-plus player, was stood there, just, I loved that sort of, like, attention to detail. I thought that was a really cool way of, like, tying that all together. Um... Trying to think what else. Oh, one of my one of my absolute favorite moments in wrestling history. Um, the gauntlet match, the tag team gauntlet match yeah. where where New Day, where Woods and Biggie won the uh won the match to solidify that yes, Kofi was gonna finally get the WrestleMania match. That was brilliant. It was beautiful. The emotion yeah. of pegging it out there and they're all embracing in the ring. The way that the Usos forfeited their their um their spot oh yeah yeah because of what new they had been through up until that point in that match and they were attacked post match by I want to say the bar I think it might have been um, yeah that was just just a beautiful moment because those two rivals respected each other so much like we respect the new day respect Kofi Kingston we forfeit just just amazing another great a bit of attention to detail um <laughs> I don't think there's much more I can say about it, to be honest. Um, oh, and obviously the fact that it, the fact that it um, ended with Kofi winning the title. Um, oh, yeah. The moment getting his kids in the ring and celebrating together, getting rid of the old eco-friendly belt that Daniel Bryan had his incredible heel run. Uh, the Planet's Champion. Loved it. Yeah, Planet's Champion Daniel Bryan might be my favourite period of Daniel Bryan ever, even more than Yes or Mania. That's just, that's saying something. I mean, that's how good he is. So to say that when we had the Yes movement like four years earlier, yeah, after he'd come back from He was being retirement. a heel by, he was a Joe Gacy. And I know you love Joe Gacy, and that's why I'm saying <laughs> he was he telling was. the truth. Everything he was saying was correct. And yeah. people didn't like it because it was correct. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just that moment of just joy. The crowd went fucking crazy for Kofi's win. Yeah. What it meant for African-Americans as well, and the fact that we finally had a black champion again after so long waiting. Yeah. Uh, really set the tone going forward as well, because we've seen a lot more representation and diversity in WWE since. I think that might have been like the catalyst really helped that to happen. Um and Kofi just deserved it, man. Like 11 years of working yeah. hard. Yeah. Always putting on a show, being Mr. Royal Rumble with all of his performances there. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't have been happier. I'm not ashamed to say that I shed a tear of happiness. Um, it was just a really cool moment. But one thing I'll always say about Kofi Mania and where it finished at that WrestleMania, I felt really bad for Becky Lynch because yeah. that moment of euphoria and everybody's so excited in the crowd. It was such a long WrestleMania that year, like five or six hours, whatever. But by the time we got to Becky Lynch and her moment of euphoria, it just felt felt flat a little bit. The excitement and the the you know what I mean, the euphoria within the crowd in attendance wasn't nearly as big for Becky as it was for Kofi. But I'm nitpicking no, it. Wasn't. It's still easily my moment. What would yours be, buddy? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, uh, on Kofi Mania as well, you know. I almost went for that. It's one of my favourite moments as well. The match itself was probably the best match of the night, Brian and Kofi. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just like you were saying as well about Brian being involved, it was sort of a very similar to Brian's yes movement. Um, what I love was Brian being on the other side of that, like you said. He was calling Kofi B plus player. He was saying all of those things. I think 
COVID mania was as good as it, it would have been good anyway, but it was as good as it was because Daniel Bryan was the other guy on the, was the guy on the other side yeah. being completely opposite to what he was. So I love that. My moment is so my moment is the rock and Cena standing in the ring 28. So WrestleMania 28, their first match, right. they had a little stare down, not stare down. It was like a stare down talking to each other. Before the bell rang, it lasted, you know, almost two or three minutes. And they had the place in the palm of their hands. Just <laughs> the whole crowd were like, it was, it was, it was similar to the Rock Hogan um, feeling that they were giving off. And the match had a year to build up. It built up for a whole year. And the Rock and Cena at that time, and they still are now with my two, you know, two all-time favorites. Daniel Bryan is there now as well. But and for me as a fan, up they had me in the palm of the hand as well. I was like, I've been waiting for this for, for a year. I never thought I would see. Firstly, I never thought I would see The Rock back in WWE. Because when he when he come back, I think um, they announced him as the host of WrestleMania 27. Yeah. Um, pop from my from my bedroom when I was watching. Um, <laughs> what, 10, 10 years ago, 11 years ago now. It was massive. I couldn't believe it. Um, and seeing him going to Cena, that would be my ultimate dream match. Cena was my favourite then. And I was waiting for so long. I've got the moment. Just it's just one of those moments in wrestling. You think this is why I'm a fan mm. because it makes me feel like this, you know. Yeah, just that moment before the bell rung, the whole feud, two of the biggest stars of all time. You know, n- now they're the two most, you know, mainstream stars of all time. Yeah. You know, they're Hollywood. Yeah. They're both they're both Hollywood stars now. So, yeah, that moment leading up to. That match was just magic for me as a huge fan of both of them. So could have gone for so many things. Um, my match could have bled into my moment as well, but I wanted to keep those two separate. Um, but yeah, that would be my moment. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned um, Rock and Hogan as well, because that was that was in contention for being mine. Um, yeah. Just seeing them together. I think with... With Rock and Cena, because of how often Rock comes back and makes these little appearances, I didn't think that was ever like out of the realms of possibility. We could potentially see that happen. Um, <clears throat> whether it would lead to a fully fledged match or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But I think because of Hogan's age, the fact that he was, you know, not a full time wrestler anymore, I think that's why that was a bit more like, whoa, for me. Not yeah. to like, oh, yeah. not to yeah. like diminish your one at all, because that was still a huge moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, Rock, um, Rock and Hogan was the one that I think of. Rock was, Rock was gone. He was gone. You know, he was gone for seven years. Um, I don't think really we heard a peak from him on WWE TV until then. I thought that he was done. I thought it was too big for the star to come back for a run. I thought, it, you know, he was the biggest movie star in the world. He still is, you know, one of them. I thought that's it. But when I, Rock was always my guy. I know a lot of people liked Austin. Um, I did as well. But the rock was my guy. I always wanted to see him come back and yeah, that that moment. Yeah, I was an Austin guy. Yeah. I was an Austin guy because I was a rebellious little shit as a kid. And so was Austin. Like, oh know, yeah. 
<laughs> rebelling against the man and against his boss and all that kind of stuff. That's why he. Yeah. That's why I connected with him more. But no, that's a really solid choice, mate. We are going to move on to our final category. I believe it's our final category. Yes, we're going to round off with our favourite WrestleMania match of all time. There are obviously hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of potential winners for this. Um, I'm going to let you lead with yours first, Mike, because you mentioned your your match a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> mine isn't mine isn't nearly as obvious as people might think it is. That's why I'm going to keep it to the end. It's a surprise. Yeah. You go first. Uh, yeah, so my favourite match was... I went for Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista. The Miracle on Bourbon Street. WrestleMania 30 main event. So, obviously, the moment at the end was amazing. But the whole thing, the match, I think, lasted about 23 minutes. It was a really good match. Technically, it wasn't the best match you know, from an in-ring perspective, you, you know, it was very good. But the whole thing, the the, the match had me from start to finish. It just had me. Um, see, the whole yes movement, I was huge into Daniel Bryan. And um, I just wanted so bad for him to win that match. And there was a point in the match where they put him through the announce table and I th- you thought, is this it? You know, stretch it away. Is, this, is that what they're going to say? Like, he couldn't quite do it. Is that the story they're going to tell? Because a lot of people still thought Batista was going to walk out with the title. That was what they, you know, he was uh, he was returning. He was a big Hollywood star himself. They thought, are they going to give it to Batista? But no, he when he come back and, you know, the roof just blew off the place and they ended up tapping out Batista and um, winning the world title, the WWE world title. It was just an amazing match, up up and down. Just had me emotionally invested throughout the whole time it was on. Um, but for that reason, I've had to go for it. It's even thinking about it now. It's I still remember it so clearly. Eight years, eight years on. So yeah, and that was a strong, <sighs> strong contender for my moment. Um, as well, and yeah, not, not with the the win and the celebration and the confetti and miracle on Bourbon Street, all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> going over and seeing Connor the Crusher as well. Yeah, Connor, yeah. Uh, Michalik, Michalik, I, I forget his name. I apologise. Yeah, Mick Connor Michalik, I think. Yeah, it's going over and seeing him. Beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, yeah, uh, and it's and worth remembering as well that obviously that match, that triple threat itself was great. WrestleMania triple threats are always great. They are. Especially like for the main event, um, was it Mysterio, Orton, Angle? There's another one that was awesome. Yep. Um, <laughs> Reigns, Edge, Brian, another Brian triple threat last yeah. year. Yeah, and it's it, but it's worth remembering for your one at thirty. Obviously, that was that was his second match of the night, Brian. Yep. You know, and still managed to put in such a good performance. Faced Triple H in. I I don't know how long that match was, but it wasn't short. It wasn't long. No. In the middle somewhere. And obviously there was the post-match attack from, from Triple H where he beat the shit out of him so that he couldn't compete. And that just made it yeah. awful. So, yeah. Exactly. And then he went through... The, when he, That's why when he went through the table, you know, people were thinking, this has got to be it. How can he come back from that? That's how they're going to get Batista over. That's how they're going to get away with it. And that's how it felt. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna fucking shaft us here. They're not going to give up Brian the belt. But they did. So, yeah, the whole thing. I felt confident that he was coming back because I cannot remember the last time somebody got stretched away yeah. and did come back like mid match. Yeah. Even I think that's because yeah, I think Rick because Flair. 
in Money in the Bank for yeah. God's sake came back. Yeah, he did. You know, unfortunately, he did. Um, <laughs> and, he that, and he took that bump off the top of the ladder and it took him like five seconds to start selling it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, awesome. Really, really good pick, mate. Like I said, it would have gone, been in contention for my moment of WrestleMania as well. My match is not TLC2. Um, you might be surprised to find out. It's actually um, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. A absolute fucking classic. A little bit before my time, because um, <clears throat> I was born in 89, so... Do, 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 do. What would that have been? I can't even remember um, what year it was, but somewhat short match, um, clocked in at around 12 or 13 minutes, so not particularly long. And I'll be honest, it wasn't like the technical masterpiece that you would probably expect for a steamboat match, but it had the passion and the energy of like a 30 minute classic. Um, yeah. The fact that this match felt so monumental, but wasn't for a world title as well, is is huge uh, for the Intercontinental title. Macho Man, Randy Savage was a phenomenal heel Intercontinental champ. Um, it, it was more than just the standard, like, baby face reaches the mountaintop sort of tale as well. It was... Um, the path to Steamboat's victory was what made it so special. Um, this match showed off... Well, it showed off what's possible with, like, top-tier performers acting as if they are the main event because I think it yeah. was... It, it wasn't even like the sub-main event. I can't remember now, but I think it was a few matches before the main event. This, this pay-per-view was remembered for Hogan Andre. It's, it's remembered oh, yeah. for, for the slam hard around the world, you know. Um, and rightly so, because that was a huge, huge monumental moment. But um, this was by far the best match of the card, the best match of the year. Regularly yeah. mentioned in greatest match of all time list. I think it's usually in the top 10. Um I didn't know that a, a pro wrestling match could be painted with such colour and depth, you know, especially at that time when it was more just about the characters that were in the match. Um, it added a new, like, dimension for what pro wrestling could be for me. Um, they chose to fill the match, actually. This is interesting. I had to go back and check this. There were 21 near fall at a time when you didn't really get near falls. Certainly not that yeah. many. Certainly not that, you know... That's that's something that you get these days, isn't it? To build the tension and to build the drama. These days, so often overdone. If you got twenty-one near finishes in, in a total match these days, people would complain that that was too many. But back yeah, then, would, yeah. the strength of the feud, the strength of the match, the strength of the build and the program, it just built more and more tension and it built more and more drama. In the match. Um, Basically, I think the best way of saying it is this was a match that was ahead of its time. Because like I say, you get sorts of matches all the time now. And this was happening in the 80s where, you know, yeah, it didn't, didn't really happen very often. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much more I can say about this match. Um, like I said, it happened before before my time, but it was one that I'd heard so much about that I had to go back and seek it out. Um, Randy Savage is one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. For anybody watching on, uh, listening on audio, I am wearing a Macho Man Randy nice. shirt right now and with big glasses on, purple shirt. Um, Long-term yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Right here on the podcast. I... Just, I, I, I just love him. Love Ricky the Steamboat. I think he's one of the greatest pure wrestlers of all time. Um, it's hard Great to... Great babyface as well, Steamboat. Just yeah, God, let yeah. me babyface. Just one of the best. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He's one of those... 
these these are two of those wrestlers who I I knew to go out of my way to check out before yeah. um, you know when I first got into wrestling, and especially once I got the network because it made it easier to go back and watch their stuff. I might now at this point have seen every Macho Man Randy Savage match available. Um, the guy is awesome. This is his greatest match. I think it's. I don't think it's even Steamboat's greatest match because he had a lot of classics, especially against yeah. guys like Ric Flair. Loads of amazing programs with feuds there. Um, but yeah, this is a, a pretty easy one for me. I have to give an honourable mention to TLC2. Yeah. Six of my favourite guys who were allowed to go out there, do whatever they wanted. They sat down together in a room before the match and planned it out amongst themselves. They were given that freedom and that uh, trust from a promotion like WWE that doesn't have that freedom and trust in its performers anymore. Uh, it just goes to show what you can do. So many iconic moments in that match. Yeah. Edge spearing Jeff um, in midair off the ladder while he's dangling in from the belts. Edge and Christian going on win. The involvement of Lita, Rhino and Spike Dudley. Uh, it's probably the match I've watched the most. I think I, I must have watched that match dozens and dozens of times. Uh, yeah. But same for Sticky Bolt and Savage. So, yeah, it was a little Maybe. bit of a choice, a little bit of a tough yeah. one. But yeah, it was a tough one. I almost went for Taker and Sean at 26, the second match. Um, a lot of people talk about the first match, but the second match, I think, had a better story. Career versus streak. It was the first time I genuinely thought the streak was going to be broken. Um, so I didn't think Sean was going to be retiring. So the storytelling that match was incredible. But the way, you know, I think um, Taker was about to tombstone me in. Just, you know. But yeah, the one you said, Steamboat Savage, it's a great choice. I mean, that match could have taken place 20 years later and still have been one of the best matches of the night because it was so far ahead of its time. People talk about it now. The, the wrestlers, the talent talk about it now. It, I think it's, it's probably the single match that motivated more wrestlers to start wrestling than any other match. It was yeah. iconic. It's iconic. No, you're absolutely right. Funnily enough, when I was when I was looking up bits of information because I wanted to see how long the match lasted and when I found out how many near falls there were and all that kind of stuff. Um, Chris Jericho has said that this is one of the matches that got him into wrestling because he saw yeah. Steamboat as IC champ and that was the belt that he wanted growing up as a kid. So that's what helped to get him into wrestling. A uh, bit of a random name, but Zach Gowan has spoken about this match loads as well and how much it meant to him. Um, Jesse Ventura has said that it's the greatest match that he's ever witnessed live. And yeah. Think about how many he was a part of. He says it's the best he's ever seen. Um, somebody else as well. Oh, Mean Gene. Mean Gene. Similar things as well. That it was one of the greatest matches he had ever been there live for. So, yeah, man. Awesome. This is, I, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the way that we've done this episode rather than just picking a random WrestleMania and going through the entire card. It can be a bit monotonous, yep. can be a bit boring. So, yeah, that was awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining me, Mike. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I did. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This was really good because, like you said, you could break down a card and have some matches that you're not too, not too bothered about, which you would have in any mania. But doing it this way, we got to talk about our favourite moments ever throughout all 37 WrestleManias. So this, um, I really enjoyed doing it this way. Yeah, definitely. No negativity. No. Like we... um, We have to talk about some some of the rubbish that we may have, you know, bound to be rubbish. 
Yeah, we yeah, recorded um, No Way Out 2004 review. That went out a couple of months ago in February. And a lot of that show, we, we just talked about how bad, like, Jamie Noble versus media blindfold yeah, match was. Exactly, yeah. Back in December, when I did the December to Dismember pay-per-view um, recap, that was obviously just like an hour of negativity. So it's nice, yeah. it's nice to talk about, about the positives from time to time. Awesome, yeah. Mike. Again, like I always say, mate, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure having you on the podcast, even though you're always here. It's always a privilege to sit and talk wrestling with you. Before I let you go, as I always do, please let people know where they can find you to talk wrestling. Yeah, find me on Twitter at NannyBoy20. Come with me a follow, talk about wrestling. You can see me on here a lot as well, as you know by now. So, yeah, thanks for having me again, mate. No worries at all, buddy. Thank you very much for joining me and giving me your time on this Saturday afternoon. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I forgot to say it at the start, but please, please make sure you hit subscribe or follow, depending on where you've got this episode from. Hit on my link as well. This is something that I'm really trying to push. I've started a mailing list so that you get um, notifications and emails for when I've got new episodes coming out, exclusives, news, competitions, giveaways, all that kind of nonsense. So please, please drop me your email address in there. That would be massively appreciated. I look forward to catching you next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.